is Taylor Swift a Scientologist? A Scientologist, yeah. <laughs> if so, she was a Scientologist, I would throw myself off a cliff. Like that would be the yeah. worst news I could ever yeah. receive ever. Recordings in progress. Welcome to the podcast. We are in the middle of a conversation about Taylor Swift tickets. So we're just going to yeah. kick it off right here and then we'll do an intro at some point. Yeah, we got we have things to do. <laughs> things we have more do. important things to do. Okay, so like Taylor Swift. Um, Michaela, can you give them the background of what we're trying to do and who's trying to go while okay, I Google so this very important information? I'll, I'll tell you and I'll tell you my background too, because I don't think I've, I was texting you. I didn't give you the whole story. So Taylor mm-hmm. Swift is doing a tour and to quote Mariah's mom, this is historic. I really think that she nailed it by using that word yeah. because it's all of her albums. She's she's doing all of them, I believe. Yeah. I'm we're making that assumption. She hasn't like come out and said it, but it's her era's tour. Um, and uh, my issue is is that I live in Salt Lake City and nobody goes to Salt Lake City for anything. Yeah. God for like Taylor Swift would never come here to do a tour <laughs> and like I don't blame her. I actually feel like there's a huge Taylor Swift following here though. Yes. Like she she could fill there's not a stadium but she could fill yeah the basketball stadium. Yeah. Anyway, so she's not coming to Salt Lake City but she is coming to Denver where my one of my very very best friends Nicole lives. Mm-hmm. But by the way, she's coming to Denver on my birthday, which I think is a sign that she knows my birthday. Yeah. You guys have I to mean, go. Well, so the issue is, is we would have gone, but Nicole has a bachelorette party that weekend. And uh-huh. so she can't. And she texted me and she was devastated. She was <laughs> like, she was like, this is the worst possible news. And then she was like, do you want to like travel? And I, and we were like, we were like talking because I think she's mm-hmm. also doing a show in Vegas. Yep. Um, and then she's doing one in Atlanta. And I was like, I'd go to Atlanta. And then yeah. we were like, oh my God, we could go to Chicago. And I was like, Mar- Mariah, we got Mariah <laughs> in Chicago. Mm-hmm. A lot of Nicole's in-laws yep. are in Chicago. Yes. And um, you have not met Nicole. No. So this is like a, a blind date for you guys, essentially. Yes. But we're like blending two families oh. and we're a blended family a taylor swift blended family yeah it's beautiful it. taylor swift really brings people together that's just what she does uh, literally that's what's going on it's it's so poetic um but she we're now in the process of trying because there are four people on your side that are going and then myself and nicole and nicole's sister-in-law and so that's seven people in total, which sucks because it it's just one person too much. Yeah. So Taylor uh, Swift I need to caps come... tickets. They so at if six. you yes. Yeah. So if you want to purchase on one at like one time, you only get six seats together. So we'd have one extra person. So we basically need to possibly sign up. Well, actually sign up separately for tickets, but try to get as close as possible. Yeah. So. But yeah, this is like everybody's talking about getting tickets she hasn't toured in what four years i know i know and if this episode comes out on sunday it'll be like two days before before. yeah like day before two days before two Mm -hmm. two days they go on tuesday so at this moment we just got done talking about all the things that we're doing and the reason why we're we can buy on tuesday is because (sighs) multiple people in our lives have capital one credit cards (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, luckily. Also, Thankfully. like I, I texted Nicole this and like this is the smartest fucking thing I Capital know. One has ever done. Yeah. Like, yeah. Who give whoever came up with this idea, yeah. give them a fucking raise immediately. Yeah. I I don't even want to know how many people have signed up for a Capital One card. How yeah. many millennial women have signed up for a Capital <laughs> One card in the last two weeks? I know. I I bet they are setting records. Taylor Swift is setting records. Capital One is setting records. Well, and here's the thing about that. Some of these people aren't even going to be able to get tickets on the Capital One presale because they're probably now backed up getting people approved for cards and like getting it all sorted. And if you don't have the actual card information in your hand before the presale starts, you cannot get tickets. That is such a good point to yeah. make because I literally think it actually doesn't really matter because a lot of us have Capital One cards, <laughs> but I got a Capital One card literally maybe six weeks ago because wow. I went to France mm-hmm. and they don't have an international charge fee. Nice. That's the only reason why I got it. And I just got it. And it took a couple of weeks for me to get the card in and they didn't, I'm also stupid. So like maybe I had the ability <laughs> to do this, but I couldn't figure out how to like because I was, mm-hmm. if you spend a certain amount of money within the first three months, you get like extra points or whatever. Sure, sure. So when I first signed up for the card, I was like, can you guys give me the card number now so that I can start buying things? Yeah. And I couldn't figure out what the card number was. And it might've been online somewhere. I probably could have called and gotten it yeah. before it got mailed to me, but you're right. It's probably backed up and there might be yeah. some people who might not get their card in time. Yeah. But the thing is, is that I feel like a lot of people might be in our situation where somebody knows somebody who has a capital one card. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And they're, yeah, they're going to make so much money <laughs> off of this. They're going to make so That's crazy. much money. Um, and so, them. yes. Yeah. And you're right. pops off today. <laughs> popping and here's off. the thing. If you're playing your, um, it burns in a good way, bingo card, popping off. Um, yeah. Oh my God. A bingo card. Bingo <laughs> card. That would be so cute. So cute. Um, <laughs> come in your way, Instagram, when we decide that we're going to actually post. Yeah. Oh it. my God. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm yeah, having an identity crisis with Fine. how we do it. I know. You know, and here's the thing. I realize this. There are top podcasts in the world who don't have an Instagram account. So I think that means, but that means we we should put it in our own, but that means we have to put it Uh, in our own bios and like do our own stuff on our own accounts. I know you don't want to do that. You should have seen a face you just made. (laughs) I'm scared. I know. Um, Back to the topic. So yes, you said Capital One is like setting records. Absolutely. Taylor Swift also setting records Um, right now. She's the reason why there are no male artists on the top 10 billboard charts. I'm shocked to hear that. Like, yeah. I, I think that it was huge that she made top 10, but, yeah. and, and other people were like giving other stats, like the Beatles did yeah. like all top five. The Beatles, mm-hmm. Beatles never did top 10. They yeah. only ever did top five. And there were a couple yeah. other artists, but the fact that there has been no other moments where it's just been women on the top 10 I know. is kind of sad. I know. I know. But you know what? Taylor Swift deserves it. Taylor so. did it. So she did it. She deserves it. Done. Done. I also read somewhere that she announced or someone on her team announced that all tickets will be between $49 and $499. Yes. But I have no idea how that gets broken up by location. And there's also VIP seats that are more than that. And I don't know how those are placed either. So. Right. Because you talked, when we talked about this a little while ago, you mentioned that we could get VIP seats and that might not, like, 
that might give us things that we want. Yeah. But I think the lowest like VIP what? seat is 199 too, I think. It might actually okay. be more than that. I don't know. And I so, think that I'm in that $200 range. Yeah, me too. I think like closer to 150 because then you add tax and like yeah. all the fees and yeah. then it hits around 200. But like, yeah. and so that's in the where moment, I'm at. Like, I might, I might cave. Like, <laughs> I know, especially if like someone else is paying for them. And I was thinking like, if we use my stepfather's card, I was going to ask my mom if that can be Al and I's like Christmas gift from them. Yeah, <laughs> so we me don't too. Ask back. your mom. <laughs> For right? a Christmas gift. Michaela, please pay for Michaela's Christmas gift. Um, no. I, um, it's actually interesting how this all came up because I am in an economics class okay. and one of the like very first, uh, sort of discussions that we had used mm-hmm. the example we were working, we were talking about like pricing items, um, based off of like your market and, and demand and finding an e- equilibrium. And that's what you want to price the product as and it can be difficult with like concert tickets and that was a big thing that we discussed and they actually um, had a lot of different references of times where tickets prices have um like been a big fail for big artists and taylor swift was one of them and i'm trying to remember the exact details of her example and how like um she had a tour and I actually want to say it was maybe the reputation tour mm. where, um, or it was the one before reputation where, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm trying to rack my brain of what it was. She priced everything really low yeah, and, uh, every like scalpers got a hold of all these tickets mm-hmm. and then they were, trying to sell them for thousands of dollars and like especially in that time that she was doing it all of her fans were like 16 and like we don't have that money we don't have thousands of dollars nor Mm -hmm. will our parents pay that much money Mm -hmm. and it was a big thing and so I think for her reputation tour I could be getting these wrong but for her reputation tour I believe she what she did is for like the first like week or for a first period of time she released tickets and those tickets were thousands of dollars like those were high price tickets and once like so she like cut out people who would be scalping things and then over time the tickets got cheaper and cheaper and closer to the actual date Mm -hmm. um and it was actually very like it was referenced in our textbook like what she did and how like it actually solved a lot of problems and I think it's interesting we're talking about tickets and how she's pricing them and I think that $400 is actually for like a probably a really incredible seat is probably a really great deal it is yeah I'll be doing it but like no (laughs) a lot of people will yeah (laughs) but like I could yeah whereas like if it was a thousand dollars I'd be like okay but not no well have you heard about the have you heard about the verified fan thing do you know how that works um, um yeah nicole i think to- somebody told me about it, it might have been nicole where okay. like you get even earlier access yeah so the way that how it do works, we do that so the way that it works is you have to go if you look up um like taylor swift tickets on Ticketmaster, like verified fan anytime before november 9th so you still have a couple of days you can log into your Ticketmaster account and register for what's called verified fan status and it's a goal once again to keep people from scalping tickets Mm -hmm. and to keep bots out of purchasing so what Mm -hmm. happens is um 
there's a minimum number and obviously it's going over that minimum number. So now it becomes a random raffle. So the night before um, November 9th, so it would basically be November, I guess it's right after November 9th. I don't know exactly the date, but you will get an email to tell you whether you have been chosen randomly in this raffle to be a verified fan. And so you have to have a Ticketmaster account, like you registered as like your true own person. If you get that email, then November 15th, which is the day they go live at 11 a.m. Eastern time, those verified fans get to be the very first people to buy tickets, even before the Capital One presale. So you should absolutely sign up for the verified fan situation because it's only the 7th. So you should sign up for that. By the time- the Are you signed up? Yes, I did. I signed up on the, the first day and I waited four hours in the queue and then I had to go to work. So I closed it. And then the next day, it took me like six minutes to get through the queue. Oh. So it was way faster. You probably could get through immediately now. Yeah. It's been like the, the you know, hubbub mm-hmm. has worn down. But so that will be like for, for us in central time, that's four hours before the Capital One presale starts. So you could get a lot of tickets. And it because you'll have a like your pick because there are going to be only so many verified fans who can purchase that early. How do they verify you? So you just have to have like your ticket, what... you have your Ticketmaster account and they go through and like make sure that you are a, a not person. a bot. Yeah, pretty okay. much. So I don't have to like share with them my Spotify no. records that no. I was in the one percent of Taylor Swift <laughs> listener. You know, like no. they don't do that. Okay, no, I think I do. should get a reward for that. But you get a blue check mark for that. That's fine. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, so you should sign up for Verified Fan. By the time this episode comes out, it'll be too late for people if they listen to this. But yeah, so sign up for Verified Fan, um, and then you will be notified the night before the presale if you got into that one. And then you can buy four hours earlier. Otherwise the capital one card holder one is 3 PM Eastern time, but it actually opens at the time that your, um, date is right. You're like, um, your, um, time zone for your yeah, the venue, your time zone for the venue. So 3 PM Eastern yeah. time. So the venue would be 2 PM central time. Yeah. So it'll be at 2 PM. Um, and so, which is making me mad because I have to teach at 2 p.m. Of course. I only teach one day a week. And of course, it's I know. Tuesday at 2 p.m. See, this is she she puts a concert date on the 15th in Denver, but it's the day that Nicole is gone. Yeah. And it's also your yeah. birthday, July 15th. Life is cruel. Yeah. She, yes. Yes. And we were talking about this. We didn't record this, but like the jokes where like Taylor Swift is literally screwing up so many millennial women's weddings. <laughs> because women. like, I'd cancel. I'd be like, seriously. I'm going to Taylor. Seriously. Yeah. Well, there's so many people. I'm it's like, historic. I'm, so, I'm very grateful that uh, my, like our wedding is in September. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Cause if you had a summer wedding or a spring wedding, almost every yeah. weekend she's somewhere and she's definitely yeah. going to mess up people's weddings. A hundred. Yeah. Or like if your wedding, I would be like, sorry, I can't come. Yeah. Can't go. Gotta go to Taylor Swift. <laughs> I'm a bridesmaid, but I like I got, no. I, I would, um, busy put that day. Taylor Swift tickets on my registry and be like, um, can someone please buy these? Oh my and gosh. We'll go on like to a different oh. date. We'll travel and go somewhere else. I would that just would turn an idea like regardless. I would just for... turn our bachelorette party into a Taylor Swift trip. <laughs> oh my God. So USA Today published an article that has all these tips and stuff. And the pricing that we talked about earlier is right. So for those who don't know, tickets cost 49 to 449, not 499. So 49 to 449 before fees. 
and VIP packages range from $199 to $899 before fees. What is a VIP package? No, I, um, so Does in previous, say? I learned on TikTok that in previous VIP packages for Taylor Swift, it was like merch. So you might get well, like a really CD. care about that. No, well, so you might get like a CD or a canvas bag. You also get like good seats because it's a VIP seating, but you get yeah. like a canvas bag or a CD or a vinyl or like a poster. Like there's or t-shirts or there's like random merchandise. Um, and then this says, but prices could fluctuate. The tour could adopt what's called dynamic pricing. It's a That's polarizing algorithm controlled strategy that adjusts costs in real time based on demand. So it says the Ticketmaster site doesn't say economics. Directly. Yeah. I don't know anything about economics. Uh, I, I do. just know about Taylor Swift. It just says Ticketmaster site doesn't say directly that the broker plans to adopt this pricing, but the page for Swift's Nashville stop reads ticket prices may fluctuate based on demand at any time. I have no idea if the page for the Chicago ones say that. We should maybe look that up. No idea. Do we need to do an intro? We like yes. haven't done it. Let's do an intro. Hi, do everybody. I memorize? I'm Mariah. And I'm Michaela. And welcome to It Burns in a Good Way, the podcast. A podcast where we talk about all the things that burn in a good way most of the time. Things like student loans, working out, and the things we do to dull the pain. Join us every week where we talk about the things that matter, the things that don't, and everything in between. Thank you. Both clap. Thank you. Thank you. Good job. Thank you. So yes, uh, for those listening, this is obviously not about Taylor Swift, but really we were supposed to talk about Scientology today. So, you know. Yeah. Um, Did you watch any documentaries? Yes. So I have watched like parts of the Leah Remini. Is that how you say her name? Mm -hmm. Uh Uh, But I felt like that that series just like repeated the same crap over and over and over again. I completely agree. (laughs) yeah so i um, i think i like didn't even watch an episode like i i watched part of it but it was just not what i was looking for i think we need to title this episode like t swift and scientology or like that's gonna be like clickbait is taylor swift a scientologist scientologist yeah (laughs) if she was a scientologist i would throw myself off a cliff like that would be the worst news i could ever receive ever in the three episodes of Netflix series that I've seen about Scientology and the quick Wikipedia search I did about two hours ago. I fully understand it and I fully agree with you. You get it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah. I I can. I just. I feel prepared. (laughs) Yeah. Good. You're like an expert. Yeah. As I was. Okay. So like I have. I. Okay. I watched a Scientology documentary. Okay. Years ago. And. It was one of those things where I was like, I have no clue what Scientology is. And I feel like everywhere you go, you somehow find the Scientology building. Like, I know where the Scientology mm. building is in Salt Lake. I know where it is in Denver. You know, like, I feel like we always somehow come across and see Scientology and nobody yeah. really knows what it is. And so I came across, I think it was on HBO. I came across. No, it wasn't. It was some, some, it doesn't matter. I came across a, <laughs> um, documentary and i was like i i'm just trying to like expand my knowledge so yeah. i just randomly watched this documentary and it like blew my mind i was <laughs> shocked and disgusted at what this is and i now have like a like beef beef with scientology like 
it's one of those it's part of my personality how much I hate Scientology just because of like how I went from like literally zero to like having like all of this information it was just like a formative moment in my life when I watched this documentary so now it's like truly ingrained inside me sure um there was a point where I was uh, on my Hinge profile. One of the prompts was like, I won't shut up about Scientology or like shitting on Scientology or something. It truly is like a part of my personality that I've wow. made. So that's why I'm like, I've been like jonesing for an episode on Scientology. I can't believe we haven't really talked about this. Like this is a side of your personality that I don't actually know that well. Yeah. So I'm we're learning forward about to... each other. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking forward and the to thing... like, learning. Yeah. The thing is, is that like, I don't know if I am the best person to be like talking about this. Like I, I have a lot of bark, um, but not a lot of bites. And that sure seems to be a a constant in in me, but I will, I just think like, I have like a good overview and I just, I correct me if I'm wrong, but like, I feel like we've all heard of it, but not a lot of people really know what it is about. And I can at least do that. Yeah. And here's the thing about it. Like I have a lot of experience with Mormonism from like a perspective. And that's Um, crazy. Like it's crazy. But sometimes in my head they become the same thing. Even though they're not, it's just like two what I would consider to be like kind of out there religion. Yeah. And um I actually just did an interview with this guy who's creating like a documentary about Mormons and blogging and writers and stuff. It was kind of fun. So Oh my god, I'm um, so glad to hear that because all of the documentaries on Mormonism are like fundamentalist yeah. FLDS, mm-hmm. which is fascinating. But like, I want like a modern one yeah. on to what they're doing today. So can you give us like a, give us like an overview or yeah, yeah, yeah. lay so, the land? <laughs> so let me paint you a picture here. Mm-hmm. So the reason why you sort of associate Mormonism with Scientology is because they're both very new, very modern mm in the context of religion it's a new religion essentially where someone in the last 100 200 years has come up and said hey have you heard about my new religion and like (laughs) people have like bought into it they're very different in terms of beliefs yeah but like they are i imagine if someone like if i came to you and said i like am i found a religion like god spoke to me you know like yeah so It's really hard to like believe that. And it's really hard to like buy into that. And so the fact that like people have bought into Mormonism and the fact that people have bought into Scientology is hard to like wrap your mind around unless you're like really a part of that and ingrained in that community. Mm -hmm. But it was founded by this guy named Ron Hubbard. Mm -hmm. And he has a really interesting backstory. And I think that even just learning about his backstory makes you realize, makes you feel like this it's it's starting out bad <laughs> like it's immediately red flag mm-hmm, he mm-hmm. um started it in around the 50s and his career prior to founding scientology was he was a science fiction writer oh god okay all right sure a science fiction writer <laughs> why not made it a religion like, and isn't that is there like aliens and stuff in the religion yeah okay yeah. all right yeah so checks out later yeah sure so why and not so you're like okay yeah okay <laughs> um that tracks and so he 
um, a, a really good documentary and I'm going to talk a lot about like content that was in the documentary is called okay. going clear. Okay. Um, I believe it's on HBO. I would highly, okay. it's a really good, just all around like covers a lot of different topics, um, covers, like gives you a good all around thing. So I'm going to reference that a lot. And he, so this guy, um, was abusive to his wife. He, um, wanted to like get rich like that's what he wanted to do sure and there was a point where his wife quoted him saying the only way to like be rich is to like start a religion like that's like how you make money right now and so what he did is he wrote this book that was called um Dianetics and it approached it in like your mental health like that's how it it talked about and it was one of those things where it was it was a bestseller for a really long time and he made a bunch of money off of it and there was sort of like a pretty big following and it was really trendy and then it kind of fell off okay um and it, was, it kind of reminds me of like a health trend that like we see like get big like i feel like um paleo or whatever how it was sure. really popular and then i kind of people kind of realized that like it wasn't really the they went moved on to the next big thing. So it, it was a really big thing for him and he kind of made a name for himself, but it kind of dropped off. So then he decided to, what he did is he kind of took the same principles of that book and used that to find, to found Scientology. So he created okay. this organization and I wrote some of this stuff down. So I'm going to be reading off of it, but I'll okay. go over like what they believe. Okay. Pause. Pause. Was Dianetics a science fiction book? What no. was that book? Can you? No, I, I might have missed it. <laughs> no, no, no. Sorry, no, no, no. It was like, like it was mental health, like a, right? It was like psychology, a psychology oh, book. Yeah. Okay. I'm just trying to like place it in my mind of like what no, no, no. kind of book. Like I get what mm-hmm. it's going on about, but like what it, what kind of and and like I could a, be wrong. Hmm. I don't know this for sure, but I like I sort of picture it as like a self help. Okay. Yeah. Kind like a guidebook that makes psychology sense. yeah it. and it's okay. interesting because in the 50s um and there's still kind of is this but not anywhere near where it was in the 50s psychology and psychiatry had such a yes. bad like a negative connotation to it but that's essentially what this was yeah yeah and there were like interviews of him mm-hmm. being asked about this and he and he was like don't group me in with psychiatry mm-hmm. that's that's crazy we're not crazy Right. Why would you do? And uh, but yeah. it, that's what it was. Is, yeah. So. Well, and that was a weird time too. Like this is a little bit of a tangent, but it reminds me of I was just listening to a podcast about. Have you ever heard of Doctor Feelgood? So yes. Doctor Feelgood was like the fifties, sixties, and seventies, and he was like injecting people with like basically amphetamines, and like like JFK was like he was like his drug dealer. Um, and it was like anybody who says oh they God. have any kind of expertise in anything, they're like, of course. Like that makes sense. So that uh-huh. kind of reminds me of that in a certain way where it's like, yes. oh, this guy seems like he has expertise in like this mental health arena, but he's not like a crazy person. So therefore he has some kind of influence over other right. people. Like I'll, I'll buy into that uh-huh. Uh-huh. because uh-huh. he seems like it makes yep. sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what this guy did. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he creates Scientology mm-hmm. and Scientology believes that each human has a reactive mind that responds to life's traumas and clouding the analytic mind and keeping us from experiencing reality. 
Okay. Um, so we're all, so we're basically all crazy. He's not crazy, but we're all crazy because of trauma. So, trauma. So yes. the idea is, is that we have lived sure multiple lives. And the reason why we may have problems that we're dealing with today is because of the traumas that we've dealt with in our life and other in past lives. And those traumas are essentially what's creating our problems okay. that we're dealing with. Okay. So there's reincarnation. Yep. Got it. Yeah. You're like, your soul lives on and yep. it might be in different bodies. Okay. Yeah. You can, you, yeah. You're getting like from previous experiences. That's why certain things are happening yeah. in your life. Got it. Mm-hmm. Okay. All mm-hmm. right. And so in order to clear that cloud to solve your problems, members of the religion uh, go through a process called auditing okay. uh, to find the sources of those traumas, which relieves the experience in an attempt, I'm reading here, in an attempt to neutralize them and reassert the primacy of the analytic mind working towards a spiritual state called clear. So that's why the, the documentary is called Going Clear. Mm-hmm. Like that's, that's what they're trying to get is they want to be clear. Okay. And so this process of auditing uses a device called an e-meter and it kind of, I, I couldn't accurately describe to you what it looks like, but I kind of have this vision of what they do for um, a lie detector where they like, like put you, connect you to a device and then they have somebody talking to you and then they are reading the meter on the device and, and okay. it's almost like a therapy session and you're connected to a device and I don't know what's going on with the device, but okay. Um, the auditing ident- helps identify the spiritual distress from a person's current life and their past lives. And um, referencing what I just said, that Scientologists believe that each person is technically immortal and your immortal being is what they call a thetan, which sounds like you couldn't have picked a worse word. Thetan. Yeah. yeah. It sounds thetan? like science fiction yeah like it's that should be in like i don't know lord of the rings marvel. but like yeah, yeah yeah marvel or like uh <laughs> what's the other one um the one that, game of thrones like yeah like the witcher like a, yeah, yeah that's like a game of thrones game of thrones like, exactly what it great is. great Titan. okay the things yeah. are here yeah. yeah yeah sure okay Got why it. not um, and so what they do is like, you're trying to achieve different levels of clarity and that's okay. how they like can rank you in the church. So the higher clarity that you get, the like, like more access you have to things and like the, like better they treat you, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And there's a point and, and you have to get to this point. You aren't privileged to this information, but there's a point where you get a high enough status that they like tell you what's beyond this life. Like they don't actually tell you what this religion is until you get to a certain point. But there are people who've gotten to that certain point, got this information and then was like, this is bullshit. I'm out. And so that, that information has been leaked essentially. Okay. And what it is, is Scientology has this idea that of an ancient, intergalactic civilization in which millions of beings were destroyed and became what are known as body thetans 
which continue to latch on to humans and cause more trauma. So it's like alien spirits? What? Are in us? And we're trying to clear it. I'm not really sure what the goal is. I think I confused myself here, but like we're trying to get rid of the Thetan, but the Thetan is us. Okay. So here's the thing. Correct me if I'm wrong, and we can cut this out if I sound really stupid. But is this the same religion that has, like, cult neighborhoods that people go and, like, live in? And they end up being, like, I watched this thing where they're talking about how, like, it's really hard to get out of, like, Scientology or, like, escape the religion once you're in it. And there's this, like group of leadership people and like these young Uh kids who are like 16 17 18 go and like live what was that does that sound like scientology no like you could so they have what they call the sea org which is essentially that yes okay yeah and that's that's where we get really fucked up in like the societal so that is the only part of scientology i think that i've like really heard about this other yeah. stuff is like new to me, but like it makes sense right, because no like, one's talking about it. Right. No, because like I'm just I have I have read or I've watched like documentaries that talk a lot about like people who are part of the Sea Org and like how they had to literally run away yeah. and escape in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. But there's so much more stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and so like so well, the Sea Org is uh like so. Sorry, so, I interrupted you. <laughs> no, no, no. It's a good question. So Scientology has these beliefs and what they do is they're like essentially getting you to spill all their trauma to them. Yeah. So they have all of this information on you, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. and they're also like rewarding you in ways and I think that there's this natural thing of when you offload some of your trauma, you automatically feel better. Sure. And that's just how humans work. Yeah. And people are doing that and they're feeling better and they're like, oh my God, this religion works. Like, oh my God, like, <laughs> yeah, I do feel better. And it's like, well, that you would do that to anybody. But yeah. so people are starting to buy into it and they're like raising in their ranks and they have this thing called C Org where you sign up and it's, I have it here. It's a compound. It's like a church compound. Yes. And what you do is it's a billion year pledge. So you're pledging literally your life to this organization. There are 5,000 members and um, many of them at a certain point are held against their will. And they're considered. So the way that Scientology has like set it up is they've said it, they've, they've described it as a members of a religious order similar to monks right mm. like and that's how they're getting away with it and they're saying like the people who sign up know what they're getting into they know that we're not going to pay them we, they right. know that what they have to do they know what's going on but it's that the problem is is that they, they can't get out of it and and that's where you hear the stories of people running away and and they they physically don't let you leave and they yeah. also and this is where it starts to get like tricky with some of the celebrities they also know all of this stuff about you so you can tell them oh i cheated on my husband and like this is a trauma that's like happening to me and then a year later try to leave and they'll say well we know that you cheated on your husband and we will let you know you know like that type of stuff and Mm -hmm. and they're getting free 
like they're literally it's slave labor yeah what the yeah, it is. Is. it is is what it yeah. is yeah. and the other issue that they have that and this is what really this is really sets me over the top the labor thing and the irs thing they yeah. have this huge battle with the irs mm-hmm. in like the 80s mm-hmm. and finally in the 90s scientology won so uh the irs was forced to consider them a religion and a church yeah so not only do they not have to pay taxes but they're also getting government funding as like a religion like religions do get money from the government yeah um, because it's considered a service like a good Mm -hmm. for people yeah um and that's what makes me so mad is that they are money like yeah do what you want do your religion but when you start to like mess with like people's lives and and like our society yeah they they i'm trying to remember it said this in the documentary but they had um they had this like trial or something and if they had lost they would have had to pay like like tens of billions of dollars like billions we were talking billions of dollars and they obviously won and they didn't have to pay that and i'm just thinking to myself like i recognize that like our got like our uh, federal debt is like way like not this won't even touch it but like right. imagine what our country could do with billions of extra well dollars. and it would have shut the religion entire like down entirely yeah it would have ruined it, them yeah. right it's it would have been non-existent now yeah, yeah. they needed so, to like, win in order to stay have, yep yeah oh my god it makes me so mad and then, <laughs> and then okay you start to get celebrities involved mm-hmm and can I just say that I hate Tom Cruise. I sure. hate Tom Cruise with a passion. But I, that man makes good movies. And it's so annoying. He does. He does. It's so annoying. Yeah, yeah it is. And I watch them. <laughs> Same. <laughs> but yes, I, I, I feel your pain. Because yeah, he's <sighs> a weirdo. And I feel like his, all I've read about him in connection with Scientology is like, he's into self-improvement and that's what Scientology is in a well, pseudo idea, weird way. Right? Yeah. yeah. It's like, we're, we're helping you address your traumas and become your best version of yourself. Yeah. But like the and, intergalactic, whatever, and, and the aliens are the, they what? don't talk about that till later because right. nobody would buy into that. Right. Because that's the science fiction part. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you're just like into self-help and bettering yourself, then it's like, sure. Yeah. Like, and okay. so like they start to do sketchy things. They There's so many sketchy things. If you watch the documentary, they like, they, the way that they like go up against people is in a very aggressive way. Um, and they did a bunch of stuff. I think Tom Cruise is a really good example where he married Nicole Kidman and her dad, I think, is like a pastor or something. And so the Scientology church didn't like that. So they immediately thought that she was like going to ruin Tom Cruise. Mm-hmm. And so they did all of these, like the Scientologist church did all of these things to like break them up. And then when they broke up, yeah, they did. And they did. That's so weird. Isn't it weird? That's like so they're like weird. so invested in their personal lives. And when they broke yeah. up, Tom. I can't remember what he did. He did something shady to get custody of the kids. Mm. So now his kids are like in, and same thing with Katie Holmes. So he married Mm -hmm. Katie Holmes, Mm -hmm. but Katie Holmes, I don't know what I like need to read more articles, but she did something so that she could keep the kids. Like she was very strategic about making sure that she had custody of the kids. Mm -hmm. And it was this whole thing where the church got super involved with all of these 
relationships and people's lives. And that's like, when you want to get into people's lives and learn about like how they messed up people, the Leah Remini, 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 my God, <laughs> Leah Remini's documentary mm-hmm. really goes into that, like how yeah. they ruined lives. Yeah. Like people, day-to-day people. Oh, that's what, and that's what it's I scary. think I was, that's what I was reading a lot about was like the stalking stuff and like, yeah, like videotaping people at like any it's given outrageous. time. Yeah. yeah. And that, that was weird. And I think, yes, yeah, so like the Sea Org stuff and a little bit of like the Leah Remini stuff um, I've, I've read about, but I definitely feel like there's so much more and yeah, you're right. People don't talk about it as much. Like, and I right, feel like right now we're very much in like this trendy, like Mormon space. Like there's so many documentaries about Mormonism right now. And I feel like for a while there was some Scientology stuff, but it is weird that they're not talking more about that yeah. stuff. But I also wonder if yeah. it's because like Scientologists are fucking creepy and aggressive. And like, I wonder if there's certain stuff that people are like not wanting to talk about because they're nervous about what Scientologists could do. Yeah. They will black, yeah. they will blackmail you. Yeah. That's crazy. That's yeah, crazy. They, do. they do it all the time. Yeah. Oh my God. So that is Scientology. I understand That's your, Scientology. I understand so your obsession. I get yeah. it. I need to do more. I got to watch that documentary now. I need to do I'm HBO. so, you should, it's really, yeah. you should also do HBO. It's, yeah. I, I think about like Mormonism and how like part of their approach to like spreading the religion is having as many kids as possible. Mm-hmm. And I think it's interesting because the Scientology church doesn't do that as much. Yeah. And I think that is, if I had to give some advice for them on how to like expand their church, I think that they <laughs> should really be pushing <laughs> more kids because okay, when people are in just, <laughs> um, advice for them, I don't know. I was going to say um, all the Scientologists who are listening to our podcast right now. Yeah. You heard Michaela. Just have, have more, more kids. kids. Have more kids because yeah. why not? You know, that's all you have to do. Spread and then, your church. like generations. Yeah. Yeah. That's how the Mormons are doing it. They're not converting people. No. Like it's anyway. a strategy that works. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's crazy to me. So and, but yeah, that is interesting that, that Scientologists don't do that. And I, f- I don't, I don't know. And I feel like maybe because people are like this literally, like even more recently than than Mormonism, right? Like 1950s is not that long ago. And so a lot of people, yeah. I think, are questioning that religion way more than any other ones. And so maybe that's also why they don't like advertise a ton in like very overt ways because they know so many people are like, you're full of shit. <laughs> like, stop. It's so strange <laughs> because they like, they hook you in with the mental health mm-hmm, aspect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's why like, is like I just cannot it's not a religion and I think that's when you get this like intergalactic like they have to have this like alien theory to make it a religion because if they got rid of that and they were just like hey like if you unburden yourself with us then you'll be clear and like they he was a science fiction writer but apparently not a good one because you could have made a much more believable story yeah yeah, well, I should get... start a religion. Yes, I'm you good should. at this. Yeah, you should. Yeah, you're great. Especially because you aren't it's religious. Only way to get so you rich. should just start one. Yeah, yeah, just start one to make yeah. money. I really wish that I had more <laughs> on Tom Cruise. I also yeah. I forgot to do this. Mm. I want to see what other because there are some celebrities who are Scientologists that you wouldn't think are okay. Tell I me. wanted to look that up. Yeah. Tell me, and then we'll say goodbye to the people, because I feel like this has been a really fruitful conversation about two very, very uh, disparate topics 
that people really covered care a lot. about. We really did. We really um, covered a lot of ground and I'm grateful I'm for that. Us. Yeah, me too. We really hustled today. We did. We did. <laughs> okay. So obviously everybody knows Tom Cruise. Yes. And a really, another famous one is John Travolta. Yeah. I forgot yeah. about that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He was, he was one. I think he is yeah. out of the church now. Yeah. Um. One that like upsets me is Elizabeth Moss. <gasps> Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. yeah. You see? Huh. Like, doesn't that change the way you look at her now? Of, like, 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Mm. Gross. Okay. Oh, and then Leah Remini, we knew, was in yeah, it. Yeah, we knew that. Um, Christy Alley. I didn't know that one either, I don't think. Huh. Okay. All right. Giovanni Risby. Don't know who that is. He was, uh, I think he was the, you know, the movie Ted. Uh huh. I think he was that guy. Oh, okay. All Hold right. On. Sure. Ooh, Laura Pre- Prepon. Prepon. Oh, she was mm-hmm. at seventies show. Mm-hmm. Um, the redhead. What's her yeah. name? Yeah, I was say the redhead. I don't fucking know, but I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Yep. Wow. She's, she says she. Here's a quote that she's out of it, but she was in it. Wow. Hmm. Erica Christensen. I don't know who that is. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Um, Jenna Elfman. I don't know who that is. Mm. Juliet Lewis. Who's that? I feel like I recognize that name. But yeah, the Elizabeth Moss familiar. and the Kirstie Alley um, surprises Alley. me yeah. very much. Elizabeth Moss. Yeah, that's true. Jason Begg. He was in G.I. Jane. Oh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Oh, I think um, Lisa Marie Presley. And I also yeah. think that um, Priscilla probably was kind of, she, I think she dipped her toes in it. And yeah. I think that's part of the reason why her daughter was in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Michael mm-hmm. Pinna. There, I think there's a couple more, but wow. that's all that's on this list. Surprise, surprise. Thank you for this wonderful Ugh, dive so into Scientology. So I fun. did. I learned things and I appreciate Yay. you for that. We will talk more about seemingly disparate topics as we get deeper into the podcast, you know, because we're really in the teens. Our our podcast can drive. So our podcast we is six, license. 16 episodes in. So, you know, if you're thinking ah. about one episode as like growing in lifetimes, we are a 16 year old yeah. and we can drive. That's so not big. well, not well. We can't we can. vote though. No, we cannot. Yeah. You know, I feel like I'm very tired and this no longer makes sense. Yeah, we're getting we're getting weird. I think it's time to go. It's because of it's because of daylight savings. It flipped us back oh. to standard time and now here we are or something. Whoa. I don't know. I'm all off. Same. Thank you all for being here. Thank you for listening to us. Yeah, thank you. Gab about Taylor Swift and Scientology. Um, it was a fruitful discussion and we're multifaceted. We can do both. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. We are millennial women, therefore. Mm-hmm. We can talk about anything that's trending and pretend to be experts at it. Yes. <laughs> there it is. And we can try to monetize it. <laughs> Attempt. I, I'm starting a religion. I'm quitting this podcast. I'm starting a religion. I think you should. Yes. I There's no guarantee that I will follow it, but I will. We'll be in it together. Yeah, I'll support you. I'll be a silent partner. Okay. Well, you're not. <laughs> that, doesn't give, that doesn't give you any financial backing. Yeah. Yeah, great. That helps so much. Thanks, Mariah. I'll be a silent moral supporter. <laughs> okay, pass. Oh, 
sad. Oh, yeah, you're so sad. Okay. Um, well, join us next week when we record and talk about how stressed we are because it'll be the night before we have to figure out how to buy Taylor Swift tickets. And uh, by the time that episode goes out, we will hopefully have Taylor Swift tickets. Have tickets. So if you're the praying type, pray for us, which Michaela is not <laughs> until she starts I her new religion. Be. Yeah. I'll pray to pray. me. Pray for pray to Michaela that we can yeah. get our Taylor Swift tickets. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll talk to you guys in the next one. Thanks for being here. Uh, make sure to subscribe to the podcast, uh, rate us five stars, and follow us on Instagram. We'll see you next time. Love you. Bye. Bye. Come <laughs>